Hello again and welcome to the Greatest Song You Never Heard podcast with Chris Cochran. Say hello, Chris. Hello, Phil. Oh, I said say hello, Chris. Hello, Chris. That's all. I mean, you can't. You got to be able to follow instructions. I am <laughs> Phil, who he just mentioned, Phil Anderson, and we put together a little podcast, a little quaint little podcast that kind of dives a little deeper into a single song every week on this podcast that you likely haven't heard. Now, there's a there's a chance that if we pull up an artist uh, that is somewhat of an obscure artist, but the raving fans that stumble onto this podcast will say, I know that song. I know every one of their songs. Yeah, you're not who we're talking about. That's true. Okay, we're talking to those folks that love music and love really learning about other songs that they likely wouldn't have uh, heard otherwise. And you asked a question, Chris, last week. Where are jazz players getting heard these days there's fewer jazz clubs out there especially with covid nobody can go anywhere right so this is uh another way of listening to obscure mm, and think songs about and artists. if you're a jazz musician that's one thing but what if you're a bagpiper i mean just like anything right i've not ever been a bagpiper <laughs> i'm really kind of glad about that anyway the whole premise of this podcast is um so Chris has got a song that I've never heard and he's provided me with lyrics that I've only just glanced at right now. Uh, two weeks ago, he didn't even want me to looking at the lyrics because they were all in Spanish. And so uh, this will be a first time for me to hear the song, presumably, True. and the lyrics. And so there's no pretext at all. The whole pretext is let's listen and he hits play and I'm hearing it for, again, presumably the first time. So... A little bit of background on this, Chris. You want to share with us? I will. I will. So uh, for me, most good songs and great songs in my life start with a story. Uh, and there's no story behind the song. Uh, <laughs> the first time I ever heard the song was on a movie soundtrack. Um, I'll tell you Last about that week? No, uh, years and years ago. Okay. Uh, I heard it on a movie soundtrack. And it was one of those songs that I listened to and it just destroyed me. It was not because of the movie, because of the song. Because the part that it plays in the movie, and I'll share that with you later... It didn't. It, it's. It didn't make any difference to me. But this song has since become one of those songs that I can't listen to without my heart just being ripped out of my chest on several different levels. Well, I'm going through a very emotional time right now. So this is an upbeat song. Nope, it is I don't, not. I don't need to be drugged down into you, emotional, soppy wetness. You're going to be drugged down into emotional, soppy wetness with oh this boy. song. In fact, my original words to Phil were: If this song doesn't make you cry, I'm going to question whether or not you have a human soul. I think I have a human soul. I want to think so. And without any further ado, you have some tissue. Let's just jump in. I drink good coffee. Don't want you thinking I'm a 
us closer to the truth that if I lived till I was a hundred and two I just don't
so this song is being sung from a very remote I wouldn't even say dark but just a remote room in someone's psyche that is pretty heavy depression for clearly losing the love of his life Mm -hmm. now we don't know what that means could be death could just be broken up I mean for all we know uh, this relationship could have been completely one-sided this guy's all under her and she's like dude I'm not into you and and so we don't know any of that all we know is she's no longer around and that really makes him just want to just go through life at the pace of the song Mm, yes yes which is just another second that just went by there's another one and it's gonna be this way yep for the rest of my life yes that sounds like a good lyric right there (laughs) (laughs) uh very intriguing song last couple weeks we've slowed it down haven't we we have well no we had the uh, Anna to you song which was upbeat that's true yeah no that was three weeks ago yeah so that's what I'm saying the last couple weeks we have so we kind of slowed it down which is okay because not every song is gonna be uplifting this this is very reflective Mm, very reflective very reflective Um, as far as I can tell and I didn't really listen but I'm pretty sure it's just acoustic guitar yep and a guy singing. Yep. And the crazy part, too, is uh, if you know anything about guitar tunings, he's using what's called an alternate tuning. So typically, E, A, D, G, G, B, mm. E is the tuning for guitar. And he's actually using a, a fairly strange guitar tuning that I had to look up when I wanted to learn how to play this song. So expand a little bit on that. Um, so the guitar is still in tune. It's still in tune, but instead of being tuned as the, the bottom chord being an E, the next bigger chord being an gotcha. A, D, G, B. Uh, he actually, I, I pulled it up for us actually, he's actually playing in a tuning that instead of being E, A, D, G, B, E, it's D, G, C, F, C, C. Um, and so you actually literally tune the strings oddly and use different chords than you would typically play. Right. I mean, you'd have to completely change your, you do. your fingering, right? You do. Yeah, that's fast. So does he always play like this? No. Wow. Yeah, it's it's a fairly common thing with finger style guitar players to do alternate tunings. Um, Dad Gad is another one. D A G D A G, um, and it's so it's not it's not uncommon in the guitar world. But you do learn to play other things. Um, these strings are designed for certain placement on a guitar to be tuned. Yes. In a certain way, right? Yes. So that. So you'll notice, takes... like on this song, that low, that low. Typically, an E is the low note. This is a D, which is a step below that. So you'll hear this big booming bass line. So that's part of it. Yeah. Fun. Okay. So uh, the... I'm guessing the name. Yes. Uh, I'm probably going to be wrong, but this, uh, I just don't think I'll ever get over you. That is correct. Hey, I'm. Gosh, this is great. That's true. Do you have any idea who this is? No, I was. You know. He's in the style of Leon Russell, but completely different notes and the way it's presented. But just such a storyteller. Yes. A, a storyteller voice. Uh, I'm really kind of eager. You're not pulling out another monkeys guy on me, are you? No, 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 no. Tell me. 
No, even better than that. So uh, this gentleman you are very familiar with, actually. But I'll tell you how I heard this song. Okay. Uh, The very first time I ever heard this song was a movie called Garden State. Oh, Uh, yeah, Zach Braff movie. Natalie Portman's in it. Um, That's where we all heard, well, not we all, but like that's where the majority of the music world heard the shins for the first time. Gotcha. Uh, Natalie Portman goes in this big diatribe about how you don't know who the shins are. Um, And so anyway, that this song was like in a scene in the movie. And it so floored me that I went and, and like looked it up. Um, and the gentleman who sings this song is actually well known to 99% of us because he was the lead singer for a little band who won Album of the Year, New Artist of the Year, and Record of the Year. And there we are. That we are out of time. No. <laughs> they were called Men at Work. Oh my gosh. And he is Colin Hay, the lead singer of Men at Work. Really? Yes. And crazy, there's a really cool documentary called Waiting for My Real Life to Begin on Amazon Prime. Highly recommend it. Um, but the story of Colin Hay is fascinating. This what He ended up going through being... I hear, I hear his voice yes. now. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. So he ended up going through his whole run with, the, um, with Men at Work. They broke up. They went from being one of the biggest, hottest bands in the world yeah. to being nothing within two years. And he ended up becoming an alcoholic. Uh, he ended up wasting all of his money and wasting his life. Lives in a tiny little house in really? LA and had nothing. This song was written following a divorce from his wife after he started to sober up. He, he, he decided his sobering up was part of that, his divorce from his wife. And he wrote this song in 40 minutes oh, during that time frame. Man. Um, he then no, started man. writing a bunch of songs because he just didn't know what else to do. One of his best friends owned a club in Hollywood, and he would he asked this guy for a Sunday night slot for an hour just to play music because he was trying to build his confidence back up. He really just was he he knew his career was over. So he had no desire to do anything else career wise. This club was down in Hollywood. It was down in Hollywood. Yes. Four weeks ago. Go look it up. Yep. Um, he shows up and starts playing this original music that he's writing with just him and his guitar, wow. and flooring everyone who sees him well word gets out and people like Zach Braff and the Hollywood elite the writers the comedians they all start showing up every Sunday night to watch Colin Hay he becomes the hottest act in town because they're all going like this guy's amazing and he's got crazy cool stories he's a masterful masterful storyteller both with music and in real life right and all of a sudden becomes he decides to do an album and then Zach Braff actually takes him under his wing, has him do two different songs on an episode of Scrubs. Love uh, Scrubs. <laughs> puts him in uh, the soundtrack for um, Garden State. Right. And launches this guy's career again. And now he's touring the country completely sober, touring the country, writing original music. And he has an album uh, called Going Somewhere. It's literally, it's one of the first albums he released in 98 during this time frame. It's literally him and an acoustic guitar for every song. And it's in my Desert Island discs. Like, I will listen to this song, this album, till the day I die. And in fact, one of the songs on the album has been so impactful, my wife wants it played at her funeral. Oh, well, that's an enlightening enlightening uh, thought. We'll have to talk to her. It's just... called Jump for Joy. I've got, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that would be at my funeral. Uh, anyway, this is Colin Hay. It's called uh, Just Don't Think I'll Ever Get Out of You uh, from the 1998 album uh, Going Somewhere. Going Somewhere. Yep. Um, be Good, Be Good. Isn't that Men at Work? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. So this old, old school stuff. Um, one of the things that struck me on this song, I still, I mean, he sl- starts slow and actually 
really starts slowing up some pronunciations. Like, yes. I still find pieces of your pres... No, presence. I'm like, wow, hang your hat on that word, right? And he did an, um, another line, too. Um, sometimes, I think is yeah, what it was. Well, he says, I... I've, um don't want you uh, uh, someday I might feel a touch of love I know it's like so like oh yeah and so this is these are the nuances of, of songwriters in general playing their own music they know exactly how it was written <laughs> Ariana Grande and during why. this song does not have the same appeal no but there are people down in Nashville who are hit makers right and they're chugging out hits and all this and you know I love this song uh, and so they, the artist changes it up it's probably light years away from how it was written unless it's is a hit maker song and there's probably right. no story to it but this has got a story and a background and it's it's uh, tugs at your heartstrings yep. that's for sure this is a this is really i am gonna go home and cry yes song <laughs> yeah you should listen to the whole album going somewhere colin hay 1998 the song is called um, I Just Don't Think I'll Ever Get Out of You Over You. And if you've heard this song, you're like, I've heard this somewhere. It was probably on the Garden State soundtrack. And what uh, what was the year that this came out? 98. 98. Okay. Yep. So uh, a little bit a few years ago. Yeah. That was a good song. Great song. Thank you for bringing this to the table. Chris, this may be today, this week, one of the greatest songs I'd, I'd never heard before today. Yes. And, and it's like... Uh, a tear that was born in my eye and lived on my cheek and is dying on my lips. Mm. Sad. Mm. That's so poetic. Thank you. Did you front a band in the early 80s too? Maybe I did. Maybe I did not. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly tell, had the hair for it. <laughs> tell people where they can tell us how crappy we are. So, yes, please come and tell us to stop this nonsense on the Facebook page, which is the greatest song you never heard. Uh, you know, our website, we leave a comment there. Uh, you don't have to go anywhere to listen to these podcasts. Uh, that's the greatest song you never heard.com. And of course, on Twitter, which is G S Y N H podcast. That is our handle. And Chris is dropping flash drives and thumbnail thingies and uh, thumb drives. Anyway, we will see you next week. Thank you today, Chris. This is awesome. I can't wait Thank to you, see Phil. what next week what we come up with. I'm, I can't wait myself. We'll see you next time on the greatest song you never heard podcast. Mm-hmm.